Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Before we get into this week's interview, I'm very happy to announce my new solo exhibition called In Situ that's opening at Lenox Street Gallery in Richmond. Uh, the exhibition runs from October 5th through to October 22nd. And, uh, and I've spent a year working on this body of work. So uh, it's a whole series of um, paintings and ceramics. And I'm really, really happy with how they came out. So if you're in Melbourne, get down there and check it out. Okay, enough about me. Uh, this time I sit down with another awesome artist based out of Melbourne, Natalia Suizu. How you going, Natalia? Hey, Tom. I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Ah, it's a pleasure. I've been uh, admiring your art for years now, and it's been um, been uh, mean to get you on, and that's uh, finally happened. Wow. So that's a trip to here, and it's a trip to be here. Suizu, that's an interesting surname. What, what nationality are you? So um, I was born in Brazil to Japanese Italian parents. So it's a real mashup. The name is actually, uh, it's Russian from what I understand. It means birth. And uh, yeah, my, my middle name, just to throw in a, a wild fact about me, uh, is actually Bellissimo. Uh, it's my granddad's maiden name. Uh, my mum's maiden name, sorry, my granddad, her dad's name. Uh, so yeah, Natalia Bellissimo Suizu. Oh. Crazy name. <laughs> It is a crazy name. It's a, yeah. it's a good good mixture. Like um, it actually explains a lot about your art and also um, your your dress sense and all that is very um like vibrant and it seems almost multicultural. So it's sort of it, it's uh, no. Now I'm hearing all that. It's it's putting some pieces together for me. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I would say it's had a coming from you know, Brazil, and I've done a lot of travelling too, it's definitely influenced my art in a, in a massive way, like the biggest influence, I think, um, especially Latin America, all those vibrant colours, just yeah. uh, just absorb all that when I'm there and try and bring it into the work. Yeah. Totally. You were just on holiday uh, the other week, weren't you? You were in Bali? I was, um, a much-needed break. Uh, so that was my first time to Bali and also loved Indonesia. I thought that... Uh, you know, also very colourful, lots of inspo. I was pretty much on a full holiday mode, though. You know, was, there were lots of cocktails and time spent by the water, just chilling. But, um, yeah, lo- love that. Just yeah. fantastic place. Can't wait to go back, in fact. Yeah, I know. But as an Aussie, I had my, um, I know, my without going there, I had my beliefs about Bali, just thinking, oh, it's just full of bogans on holiday. Oh, exactly. That. That's but, why it's taken me so long too to get there. Yeah, but I went there and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, hard jokes on us, hey. <laughs> I know, I know. We've been missing out. Yeah did um did you get uh, any art done while you're over there? I um had my iPad with me pretty much pretty constantly, and that's where I do most of my sketching. So I took it. Um, I did less than I thought. I really disengaged this time. I think I really needed to just like have a full break from doing and just be for a you know a week it was it was good oh, i came yeah. back with one 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 cool sketch which is going to be the next painting i do but um i didn't make like a sketch a day which i was i thought i went in thinking that would be nice <laughs> yeah i know i know that feeling at least you got one to you know start something with 
when you get yeah. back, you know. And and it's nice, you know, you just have all I need is one because that gets the ball rolling. And while I'm doing that, another sketch will come and, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. I find I um I overpack art supplies when I go away. I like I'll oh. come, pack like everything, all the watercolors, gouache, like brushes, wow. pens, like everything, and come back and all I would have used was two pens and a little sketchbook. Well, <laughs> I I that's why I really appreciate the iPad. It's kind of all there, and um, it means that like all my older sketchbooks are on there too. So if I need to refer to anything, it's, it's a very efficient way to um you know, to travel with your art. Yeah. So do, do you use uh, Procreate? Is that the I program do. Use? Yeah. It's very user-friendly. Like it took no time to learn how to use the basics. And um, I'm someone who like can get quite precious about, you know, a sketch or how it, like part of a sketch has turned out. So having the ability to make a copy and, you know, take it in a new direction or go back if you've done something that you're not into is just keeps things really loose for me. Mm. Like it's a, like a really nice aspect of working, uh, sketching digitally. Yeah. So do you use it for more uh, concept design sketches or do you um, you know, work on uh, paintings and make like, colour choices and things on there? I'm pretty much like resolving my compositions and the sketch on the iPad and then um, by the time it's like I'm ready to hit the, the boards, it's it's fairly like cooked um things will change as I start to paint you know like in real life things look a bit different so I might then take a photo of it and sketch over it some more on the iPad um I definitely test like a bazillion color palettes and like variations before I commit I find like getting the color just right is the hardest part of my paintings it's like a vibrational thing that I'm just like, no, nah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Until I do it like for the 10,000th time and I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I feel your pain. I, I take photos with my phone and just draw in the, like the edit thing on the phone. And it's like, man, I need to get an iPad. Oh, you know, are you serious? Well, just, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be looking at a painting going, oh, am I going to go in with this color? And I know if I get it wrong, it's going to cost me like, three hours or something and yes. it's like oh, i better better get you know take this on the, you know try some different things out before i make the commitment but um yeah yeah I, I so for that reason alone i've got it on my my list of things to buy is like get an ipad and get procreate because um my finger's a bit too fat for doing that sausage <laughs> fingers yeah um, oh, it's just for the phone i guess the phone's the screen's too small there we go it is and, yeah, and my, fingers I, are fine. Uh, my suggestion is get the biggest ipad you can because that makes a difference too okay yeah cool. it's cool. nice nice to have a bit of extra real estate on there yeah all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna take that on board so um so where, where are you from originally are you you from melbourne um, well, I was born in Brazil and when we were... That's right. You said that. Sorry. I, that's right. Um, when I was seven, my family migrated to Australia um, and I we went to Brisbane. So I grew up in Brizzy um, and I studied there as well. I studied interior design, um, sort of like not really on the cards for me to, to study art. Like I, I did want to. I loved doing art at school. But um, just, I don't know, 
coming from an immigrant family and also just being afraid of not getting accepted into art school played its role. And uh, I just, I chose design. That seemed like I could make a bit more of a career out of it. And then I moved to London. I did a, like I did a big travel, a big trip for about six months around the world. Um, moved to London shortly after that. Met my husband and then we ended up in Melbourne. So we came back together um, in 2009. Right. Is he a Melbourneian or is he a Brit? Um, actually, he he's uh, English, but he grew up in Wollongong and then was living in London for maybe about six years when I met him. Okay. So yeah, he was pretty ready to come back home to Australia. Um, very different kind of lifestyle, you know, London, Australia. You've done it before. You know what it's like. Yeah. Um, so he was ready, and I guess I I was also London didn't fit me that well. Um, so it was kind of nice to come back and move to Melbourne. Always, always loved Melbourne. So it seemed like the obvious choice. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Did you find when you arrived back from um, from London to Melbourne that Melbourne was just like life seemed so much easier? Oh yeah, London's like hard work. It just oh, felt man. everything is expensive and fast and cold. And I don't know. Growing up in Brisbane, I had no idea that you know weather could affect you so badly. Um, you know, like the, the winters in London were pretty bitter. Um, and then the whole drinking culture over there sort of just didn't, didn't suit me. Like it just, obviously I enjoyed aspects of it, but it just felt like I was never quite, uh, fully happy there. Hmm. So with, so, with your, yeah. So with, with your, um, pursuing interior design were you uh like did you want to be an artist and then thought oh like that's not a viable option so I'll do something creative that I know there's jobs out there yeah like it it just wasn't even um a possibility in my mind that becoming an artist could be a career path like I have no creatives in my family and um yeah it's just like completely uncharted territory so design felt like a nice way to keep creativity in my life without, yeah, you know, gambling it away. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like I, uh, I, you know, I pursued graphic design because I remember I was, I was living, living in London and I was uh, working a really uh, poorly paid job in like pretty much outdoors and it was, oh, it was just the weather was just cutting through me and I was like, I've got to change my life. And I thought yeah. I wanted I want to do art, but I I um but I need to make a living. <laughs> so I, I pursued graphic design, you know, but it was one of those things, even in the 13 years I did it, all I really wanted to do was be an artist. But um were you the same the whole time you were um doing your interior design? Um, so I actually grew to quite love interior design. Um mm -hmm. it took me a couple of years to settle into it, but then like it sort of just clicked and I was like, oh, I really like this, I'm really into it. Um, but I always did, like, draw and paint when I had time. That was always something that I just lent into quite naturally. Um, but I think, um, I don't know how to really describe it. I suppose uh, maybe I had, like, too big of expectations of what I wanted my art to look like or to become and I wasn't super patient about it. Um, so there was a level of frustration that, it started off as like a, a fun process and then it would become kind of frustrating and then I would just leave the painting like in the back of my cupboard, you know, like I, I never quite finished things. Um, 
so there's, I felt a bit tethered. Like, so I wanted to, I wanted to paint and I wanted to create, but I, I just didn't quite know how. Um, and it really wasn't until uh, it's like 2016. My partner, he's um, an anthropologist, and he did his field work in Peru. Uh, he, yeah, his field works basically um, on like shamanic plant medicines, really interesting stuff. And I went along with him for the ride. I basically lived in Peru with him for just under a year, and I undertook some of the um, medicine retreats that he was going on and it wasn't until after sort of undergoing that process uh that I really loosened up and I was kind of able to go into painting and just enjoy the hell out of it and kind of have fun with it and I've been painting ever since like the experience totally rewired me that's awesome like what what sort of um what what were the messages you got to you know help loosen you up with the painting (laughs) just it, it it was more like overall life messages of just like not taking it all so seriously um perfectionism has been like a really big theme for me I kind of tend towards it a lot and it just ruins everything as far as I'm concerned um so just being easy about stuff and you know the art I, I can see it if I look at the stuff that I used to paint um it was all quite rigid and more photorealistic stuff whereas now I'm just like I I love just kind of trying to paint from my mind's eye and you know it's almost cartoonish and child childlike um it's fun it's it's, I have fun with it now and it's like it's just such a joy to be in this space yeah so when you came out of um you know doing these uh plant-based medicine retreats did you uh did you start getting into art straight away or was it like something a slow burn in your mind um, no, like I basically uh, started painting in Peru straight away. Like I got some basic art materials. There wasn't a lot available. Um, we were in like a really small town called Pisac, um, way up high in the mountains, beautiful. Um, so I got what I could and I just started to mess around with it. And like, yeah, it was just kind of really enjoying what, what came out. Um, one of the first things that I painted was like I did like a self-portrait. It's like I've still got it in my cupboard somewhere. It's like a real silly little portrait of myself with a really long neck and there's these like wobbly bananas all around me because I used to paint these like uh, these borders around my works. And it's just like it's a real reflection, I guess, of how I started to see myself following that, um, you know, letting go of all that serious garbage I was holding on to. Um, yeah, it's it, it it all happened has been happening quite easily and fluidly since that point. It's like a real pivotal point in my life. Yeah. So yeah, going back to when you said you were, um, started painting like more photorealistic uh, type of artwork, do you think that was because in your mind you thought to be a good painter you need to be able to paint like a photo? Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to just have this idea that, you know, that's if you were an artist, that's how your work should look. Um yeah, but then when I think about like what's the art that I really love, that's not how it looked. It's like a real funny sort of dissonance there that happened. Um, but I guess you, you you kind of hold on to these like little beliefs and they, you know, uh, direct you in your path as you go and until you sort of like look at them and what I'm doing now feels quite 
intuited and um yeah just like it flows yeah that's great yeah i i I love your work like i um it's so bright it's got so much life and vibrance to it and um you know even though you were saying before that you are you know you spend a long time over color combos and stuff like i I feel that you nail it every time with with really really bizarre combos as well but they always work thank you there's this like um like happy balance that I'm trying to, to find that's got to do with like combining complementary colours and like getting the highest, I guess, like intensity and energy out of the, the combos. Almost like I want your eyes to twitch a little when you look at them. That's how I want my eyes to feel, to pop a little. Yeah. You know, they're sort of in-between colours, some of them. You know, like, uh, I don't know, like... It's something that's not a not a red and not a pink and not an orange or oh, like something yeah. like a peach or whatever. But like, but then when you put them together with your combinations, they have real standout and real real punch to them. Oh, cool! Yeah, high, high contrast. Very high contrast. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm really into that. I also like to wear clothes so in that palette. I find like cloaking myself in color is a nice way to live. Yeah, I'm I'm working on that myself. I've I've been wearing black everything for the last like 20, 25 years. And I'm starting to branch out in some color. And I look at how you dress and it's like, man, I need to tap into some of that. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I feel like it is a little harder with men's clothing. Like yeah. I, you know, see my partners and stuff we go shopping together. And it's just like, oh, men's clothing's so bleak often, you know, like the majority of it's kind of like black, navy, gray, really yeah. muddy greens. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel that I want to. Uh, I want to start. Um, you know, I guess dressing like an artist. I guess uh, it's weird. I, I had, I've had a few because I've you know I've moved house recently. I'm in a different state and everything, and uh, not a lot of people know me. And they're like, "What? You're an artist?" Like, like I, I feel like I dress like an accountant on the weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, that so, sounds like a fun project. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It is fun, actually. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm like, I'm. I'm I'm slowly getting there, slowly getting cool. there. But um, but yeah. So um, also like, just have become quite obsessed with using glitters and metallics um, in my work as well. Like I really love that. I love the way that they capture light, almost like make light dance on the board. Um, obviously it's like quite a difficult thing to photograph. So I feel like the photos don't ever really do the work justice. But it's um, I feel like that's a really important part of my palette um using the metallic foils and the glitter i've been texture adding texture as well lately which has been like a fun development the latest body work's been quite um just got a little bit more 3d with the addition of texture which is which has been fun fun to do yeah how'd you get into all that stuff with the uh with the metallics and all that were you introduced to them or are they things that you uh just came across on your own um I, yeah, I just love shiny stuff, shiny things, real kind of magpie for them, um, like sequins. I've got a lot of sequins clothing. I've got a whole section of wardrobe that's just like sequins. It's great. Um, so it's, again, just trying to mirror those things that I like into the work. Um, yeah, just experimentation mostly. And how did you, not- you learn to use it? Did you, did you like to do some tutorials or? Well, YouTube's great for you know, like the metallic leaf, I just did, watched a few tutorials on YouTube. 
it's pretty straightforward. There's not a lot in it. Um, maybe when you're doing larger areas, it can get a little more fiddly. But um, yeah, I've just found it quite easy to apply and to to execute. The glitters, like you know, any kid can do that. That's like just sprinkle it on. Great. Do you, do you sprinkle it on uh, wet paint or glue? I use um, gloss medium. Like I'll mix some into gloss medium and apply it, and then as the paint is like down and still wet, I'll sprinkle more on, and I'll I'll do a couple of coats of that. Sometimes I'll seal it, um, you know, keep it all in there, not moving. I hate when there's little bits just floating around on the board, so I'm pretty fastidious about you know keeping the glitter just in the area that it's supposed to be in. Um, yeah, and do, it's pretty do straightforward. You, do, like. Is it does it behave itself though? Does it stay on there well? Yeah, like incredibly well. It just um I've done some really uh detailed, like fine lines with it too. And it's just yeah, it 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 works super great. I've got this little brush that's got like a chiseled silicon tip, and that's kind of good sometimes when you get a little bit that goes astray, you can just like wipe it into place. That's great. That's great. And with the texture, it's sort of the texture really adds a new like dimension to the uh to the artwork as well. It's like it, it sings, especially like cast shadows and and things like that. It's um yeah, your your uh your paintings are really alive. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really into it at the moment. I'm I've committed to the texture. I um I think I when I first started playing with it, I was texturizing the whole thing, which is actually very physical and kind of a bit hard on my wrists so i found like a happy medium now where i've got like the flat and the texture next to each other it's actually creating more drama and um tension on the board which is which is better i think and it's easier to execute yeah yeah because i did a um a series of collaborations a few years ago with uh mina lunik and um and prior to that i've had friends tell me like you know you've got to flatten the paint like paint clean and flat and everything like like a vector almost and it just oh, wasn't yeah. wasn't in me. And then when I was working on the collaborations with her, she was like piling the paint up to get extra texture. And it was like, ah, oh, so you can do that? And she's like, yeah. And um, yeah, it uh, it just really changed my um perception on um on adding texture to paintings. And then there was this one painting that we uh we we sort of it didn't come out that well, so we rolled over it, and all the um all her markings in the texture were there all in the one color. If you know what I mean, and um, yeah, no, and, I, and I it do. Pretty, it pretty much made like it was like, oh, don't touch it. That's perfect. That's really <laughs> you know? great. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, but um, I've got a new appreciation for texture over the last few years, and I love I love seeing it in paintings. It's um, I think it's nice. Like uh, both both our works, I suppose, um, can lend itself to that vectorized look that you were talking about. Like it, it can be quite flat, and you know, lends itself to prints really well. So obviously that's something that, you know, you lose with the texture, but it is nice. The tactility is nice. It makes an original feel more original. Yeah. And I guess there's a lot, there are a lot of people trying to play on the the vector looking artwork as well. Like yes. I've, I've interviewed artists on, on here who, um, you know, like Brad Eastman was one who really stood out to me. He said he's trying to paint as, as much to make it look like a vector as possible. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely not my intention. Um, no, me either. 
but each to their own. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Do it. Do it. Floats your boat. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so with the the themes in your artwork, like you've got you work with a lot of like mythology and spirituality. Spirituality, like, um, have you always been into this stuff, or is this something that uh, happened in, in your time in Peru? Um, I guess yes. I think Peru opened up a whole world of life for me. I think, um, you know, the practice feels quite spiritual now. It, it, it feels like a, a spiritual endeavor. I'm kind of figuring out who I am and, you know, like the work is largely a personal kind of reflection of things I've seen, thought about. Like it's a it's a bit of a, like a diary almost in a way. It's an encoded. There's a lot of symbols in it. And um, I like that those symbols can have different meanings to whoever's looking at them. So it opens itself up to, to lots of stories. Um, but, yeah, like, mythology I think is one of those topics that excites me and makes me feel like like it makes me go like wow you know and I I I like the energy of that and I try and capture the energy of those moments in in my work yeah yeah it's great like I've um you know I've been watching uh a lot of you know those ancient culture documentaries and just um yes it's I'm really it's there's so many interesting concepts out there that uh, aren't part of our uh, current like narrative in society, you know, like this no. lots of mythical creatures and, and characters and stories, you know, we're sort of, um, yeah, I guess we're just uh, used to growing up around like Christianity and stuff like that. But um, it's true. But even like, even Christianity has its stories and um, it's sometimes I think it's like the, the point got quite missed you know in those stories but the, the metaphors are there and the, the symbols are there and it's kind of cool to see them through a new lens actually because I grew up you know uh in like Roman Catholic and Brazil's like a very kind of religious place and they, that's always kind of been around me and I, I never quite connected with it until until my time in Peru and it sort of like opened up the world of like religion and spirituality to me in a new way so now I kind of feel like just connected to just a higher, bigger, like, mystery, you know? Like, I feel like everything is kind of energy and, like, the things are alive, you know? Like, the world around me feels very alive. So it's it's like a, I don't know, I feel like a new zest for life that, that I think flows into the work. Yeah, that's awesome. Before we get into the next section of the podcast, I want to take a moment to say a special thanks to today's sponsor, the Art Career Academy, a new online school for the career artists. This academy supports artists to build the art career they desire, and I'm especially excited to let you know that I'm on the teaching staff of this innovative school. So, if you're frustrated in not knowing how to build your art career and you want to feel confident and clear on the pathway forward, then head to artcareeracademy.com to go on the waitlist for the November intake of their course, Going Pro. If you feel like this is for you, then we'd love to have you join us. Okay, let's get back to the episode. You've been a finalist in a, um, a few uh, art awards and art prizes. Like, um, are these uh, art prizes things that you uh, you set out for? Are you uh, keeping an eye on them and uh, applying for a lot of these? Um, if they kind of pop up on my radar and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, I'll, I'll apply for it. I try not to think too hard about it and just kind of like, you know, throw my two cents in the basket. Um, and I've, yeah, I can't believe, like, I feel like I've 
got a pretty good uh, success rate, which is like hilarious, really. Um, it's it's I think it's the not taking things too seriously angle that's really working out. Because um, in the past, you know, I reckon I, if I tried the same thing, it just I just would have you know missed missed the opportunity. Um, I recently was a finalist for the Fenton and Fenton um, Rising Talent Competition, which was like a real, that was like a, a real uh, surprise to 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 win because I have had applied for that a couple of times before and, you know, not heard anything back. So that was, that was an excellent feeling. And that felt like a bit of a, a crossover moment between worlds because obviously they're an interior-based company. So it was going to be like a nice little bridge of worlds. Um, but, yeah, as you know, sadly that didn't actually pan out. Um, they closed their doors, unfortunately. A uh, bit of a surprise event and a bit of a sad one for for Melbourne, I think. Hopefully they're able to turn things around. But, uh, yeah, that door closed and a lot of windows opened, though, so that was a cool thing to have happened. Um, kind of realised how many supporters and, and angels there were out there. Got a few offers to um, to show the work that I created for that show um, pretty much as soon as I announced the news. So that was that was a nice turnaround of events. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's it's can be really disappointing when those things happen and then uh there's always light at the end of the tunnel isn't there yeah that's right i mean uh it, it is a shame you know but it worked out and uh i got to show some work at the affordable art fair just recently it actually uh was on just this weekend so that was that was amazing that was a real uh real thrill to be part of that with utre gallery is this your first uh first art fair experience yeah, my first experience being in the fair. I'd been to the Affordable Art Fair last year and I thought it was amazing. Like I really loved the energy. You know, so many people were there and just tell that we're just like really eager to see art, buy art. I'm like, wow, this seems like a good place to show art. You know, I want to, I want to be involved in this. So it's it's cool for that to have manifested this year. And I actually bought some art last year. I was like, yeah, like I want to be on the other side of the transaction. This is like, this is this is great. Yeah, it's great that uh, Utre's been really supportive. I feel that you two are a really good fit. Yeah, I'm. I again, another trippy moment for me because I've been a fan of Utre for a very long time, and uh, you know, to have gotten my first invite to show work, there was like, oh my god, is this even real? This is happening. Am I living my dream? I am. I'm living my dream. That's awesome. It's really nice. You know, it feels like. Um, it feels like acknowledgement, doesn't it, to kind of be like, wow, like so many artists that I've loved over the years have shown there, like to be able to join that gang, it's just like mm. a great feeling. Yeah. I think as far as being an aspiring artist and a fan of art and then going to places where you like to view your art and then one day imagining, you know, uh, you know, one of these days I'd love to be here or whatever, and then you're finally getting there with anything in life, it's just... You know, when when you catch yourself and you you're there doing it, it's just it's so rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah. With the way you uh, approach your art, like having a background in interior design, do you feel that uh, that um, a lot of that crosses over into your artwork? Like as far as you know, like um, patterns, or even we we're talking about texture before, um, and even composition. Like, do you do you feel that you sort of honed in on some skills in your previous career and you've brought them into your new one? 
Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the skills are interchangeable. You know, it's kind of like you've developed a way of um, of seeing, um, you've developed your eye. Uh, you know, you know what harmonizes and what doesn't to you. And I think I definitely think yes. Um, I still practice as an interior designer, so like it's all still very much you know happening for me in that world at the moment. And uh, I, I think too, maybe one of the, the biggest things that I've learned from that career is just like working with other people and and being professional about my art when it comes time to collaborating and being given opportunities. Um, I think there were a lot of skills in, in that department that have carried across well. So being that there's a lot of uh, opportunities for artists within the interior design industry, have you um, have you tapped into any of those opportunities yourself? Um, no. I, I love seeing art being um, integrated into fit outs and I I love like doing that myself when I'm designing spaces but I haven't personally um contributed my art into a fit out I, I would it would be nice to do that for the right space one day the right client yeah well you're in the right industry yes that's right <laughs> so apart from um studying interior design have you uh have you ever uh, studied art as well um Actually, just very recently, I did the Art Career Academy Going Pro course, um, and that was uh, very enlightening, very helpful to me. Um, there, you happen to be on the on the board there, uh, and you taught me some excellent things, Tom. It's very um, uh, generous in how you shared your experience as an artist. Uh, it's 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 going to inform some of the de- the decisions that I make moving forward so one of the things that's always been difficult for me as someone who hasn't studied art is talking about art um I I don't really feel like I have like the language for it and doing this course sort of uh made clear to me that I don't need to um so I'm really excited to embrace just more authenticity in how I speak about my work without trying to sound like I'm a curator or like I'm writing a thesis all the time because that's hard. Like I find writing about my art hard. Um, so it's it's really nice to feel a little bit more freedom in that department yeah, and not totally. be so scared of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I've freaked out about that for years, just thinking, all right, I've got the painting thing down, but now please no one ask me any questions about my artwork and, <laughs> you know, and it's sort of like it just it flows through you and it's hard to really put that into a um like an academic, you know, post-rationalisation. <laughs> really is. I mean, there's very few people when you think about it that can even do that kind of thing, you know, like it's uh, that's the realm of writers. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, Natalia, are you uh, are you ready for some uh, rapid fire questions? Hit me. Name an artist who you think deserves more shine. Um, I'm going to say Mo artist. So Imogen Van Sebeel. She's a Melbourne-based collage artist. Um, I absolutely love her work. It's just stunning. I own a couple of pieces, which I'm really proud of. Uh, she is definitely someone to look out for. I think that there's a lot of uh. Yeah, some very, very magical happening in her in her art. Uh, look out for Mo. 
I think uh, her handle on Instagram is getmo.artist. Cool. Uh, what's one medium you'd love to work with? Oh, okay. So I would love to work with light, like somehow include light in my my paintings um, and also scent. I'm really into scent lately. Like I feel like it really awakens something inside of me. It's like very like evocative. It's a combination of those two things, really immersive sensory experience. Well, I've never heard anyone say that with scent. That's uh, it's good. I've, it's um, yeah. How would how would you go about that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I suppose I'd have to maybe collaborate with someone who's a bit of an expert in that department, um, a perfumer who can maybe guide me. I know the scents that I like, and maybe like there's a way to like match them to the work, create something that talks to the paintings, so that when you see it. And you smell it; it, you know, evokes something greater. Mm. I've worked with lots of spray paint fumes, and uh, it's not a very pleasant <laughs> scent. <laughs> What's one skill you wish you had? I would love to be able to speak every language, even animal language. That would be an excellent skill to have. Yeah. Especially traveling a lot. It's just like, it's incredible, you know, like it's incredible to be able to communicate everywhere. Yeah. yeah I, I went for a walk down the beach this morning and um, like this dog came up to me and it was just barking at me. It was like it wanted to eat me, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong, man? Like, and at first, you know, when like you don't see many dog, you know, dog doesn't normally bark and then they'll walk up to, uh, you know, a, a man or whatever, and just start barking. You'd be like, "Oh, what's that guy hiding?" What's or, his or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm and I'm there, just going, "What? Like, what's wrong?" And then, uh, and I felt, I felt that it's like, "Shit, am I hiding something?" And I had a really bad night's sleep last night as well. And I was thinking, "Oh, what's going on?" And then, uh, and then I saw him go off and do it to a whole bunch of different people. And stuff. Oh, oh, that's all right. relief. <laughs> but, um, but that in that moment, I just thought, "Oh, I wish I could understand what this dog's saying right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure animals would have some interesting things to say. Exactly. Some good insights. Yeah. So uh, who are some of your favourite artists? Um, gosh, I've got so many favourite artists, but um, Yayoi comes to mind immediately. Uh, she's been very influential um, on me. Um, Pablo also. Uh Keith Haring's been a big one. Jean-Paul Good, is like a graphic designer who I'm like really into as well. Um, more contemporary artists. I really love the work of Iman Raj. He's an Iranian artist and just does the most beautiful, intricate colour works. Um, who else? Gosh, so many. There's a local artist called Roy Wilkins. Um, he was actually at the Affordable Art Fair also I bought one of his paintings last year who I, I really love his stuff. I feel like he's a bit of a modern-day Picasso, actually. Check him out. What's his name, sorry? His name is Roy Wilkins, and he's oh. on Instagram as Roy B. Wilkins. So what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, definitely just, you know, don't take everything so seriously. Just enjoy. You know, uh, 
turn in the direction of the things you want to see, not what's missing. Yeah. It's easier said than done, isn't it? (laughs) Keep going. It is. You know, it's a practice. It's just something that you've got to keep at. Yeah. I think um, it's easy not to do, as you're saying. But the more you practice, the better you get at it. And I think the more you learn to just trust that it's all going to work out. Yeah, totally. It is is all working out. You know, sometimes I think you just take score too soon and, you know, that works against you. It's all working out. Just keep following your bliss. Yeah, totally agree. I've been uh, catching myself out lately, you know, like just stressing about stupid little things and then like um, so things like say a painting's not not coming out as planned and it's like, come on, Tom, how many times have you been here? You know, yeah. you know the answer yeah. to this. Just keep yeah. going. <laughs> it's keep like, going. Oh, yeah, right, keep right. going. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, is that going to sell? Like, come on, mate. You know you'll be all right. Oh, what about this? What about that? It's um, I feel that uh, through reps of life, you know, you sort of strengthen the muscle, don't you? Yeah. And art's like the place to really like practice life, don't you think? Like it brings all of this stuff up, all the life stuff up. Totally. And you get a chance to like figure it out in the studio yeah yeah i love it it's like and it's and also even showing your work as well like you feel like you want to put it out there and you want people you want to get eyes on it all that type of stuff but then in the early days of doing that it's almost like people are looking into your soul it's like oh (laughs) don't get too close it's it's a real vulnerable place to put yourself in it's like such such a weird thing you work so hard because you want to show it then you show it, but you're like, oh my God, I'm so vulnerable. Like they're all looking. And then, you know, other things will come up. Like, you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, is it going to sell? You know, that's like another hurdle to get over. And you're just like, oh, when does it end? <laughs> yeah. I've seen a, a fair few artists in their um, early solo shows, like not even going to the gallery on their opening night. So I'll stand out the front and drink beer and smoke cigarettes and talk to people <laughs> as long as they're not in the room with all the people looking at their artwork. Yeah. Yes. I guess you get better better at it as you proceed, Dean. Yeah, yeah. With it. Totally. Um, so do you uh what what are your uh hours like in the studio? Um generally I'm like I've got a pretty long self-care routine that I do in the mornings from about like seven to ten. 10.30, and then I'll start working after that point. So kind of a fairly late start. Um, but, yeah, but generally then I'll do, like, I'll work till about 6. Sometimes if I'm, you know, feeling really creative, I'll keep – I've got a home studio, so I've got the ability to keep working, you know, when it suits me. Um, but, yeah, generally I'm, I'm – I'm, I would say reasonably regular. I, I would like to personally next year uh, try and be a little bit more – fixed about when I'm working I'd like to get my weekends back because I feel like I never really stop um you know like I'll paint on the weekends mostly because I want to but I think it would be nice to just be a bit more like oh let's open the weekend up to do more like road trips or leave town a bit more things like that yeah yeah, I've got a theory about that with the weekends because I like I, I I don't go to the studio on the weekends, but I go out and live life, and I find that the the more I get out and about on the weekends, I, the the more inspiration I get for the coming week in the studio. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. 
Mm. Well, especially when you bring your art, your world, your life into your art, I guess. There's mm. a lot more opportunities for that, you know, kick back, read a book, whatever, you know, go out and about and see some new things. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you know, we, when we travel, we, uh, we get inspired, don't we? Even if it's oh, locally. That's right. I mean, I I love my morning walk. Like that's like the highlight of my day. And most of my ideas happen on that walk. I, I, I reckon, you know, it's like I feel really kind of disengaged from work life when I'm when I'm walking. I get kind of lost in my thoughts and looking at birds and nature. And yeah, it's always like a, a really good place to to feed the imagination. Totally. Totally. So do you have a, a dream project you'd love to work on? Um, yeah, I have a couple. I reckon like I, I would love to do another fashion collaboration. So I did one in 2019 with Eric Yvonne and that was amazing, like to be able to design some textiles that became part of his collection for that season. I'd love to do that again. Um, I'd also love to maybe do something for like homewares, maybe rugs. Uh, yeah, that would that would be really cool. If anyone's listening that wants to, you know, do that thing with me, call me. I, I reckon one of your rugs would look amazing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't get enough rugs, Tom. I've got so many in my house, but I need more. Yeah, have you uh, have you ever made a rug yourself? Um, I when I was in Peru, I met some um, weavers who turned a couple of my paintings into wall hangings. They weren't quite rugs, but they were like large scale um, woven tapestries. So that was that was really cool. That's the closest I've got to to doing the rug. I'm I'm pretty close to maybe just just getting one made for myself, seeing yeah. how it looks. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the best way to um get these things done. You know, it's like um, you know, if you want to sell artwork first, you gotta make the artwork, if you know what I mean. And it's like yeah. if you if you show that you're interested in a certain thing and what you're capable of doing in a certain medium, people will then pay you to work in that medium. But they need to see the evidence. <laughs> that's right. I mean, when I think about it, like the Eric Yvonne fashion collab happened on the back of me deciding that I wanted to just make some cushions with my art. So I got some I created like a, a print that was uh, next day printing uh, created for me uh, and then I yeah got them sewn and I think I shared some pictures of the cushions and Eric saw them and he, he asked me. So your theory is 100% correct. Mm. Yeah, I've, uh, I've just got had a blanket made recently. Um, it's part of an exhibition that's coming up, but I in a, in. Uh, I did a painting and in the painting is a blanket and I've done the design on there and everything. And I thought, oh, I want to actually make, make this blanket to hang next to the painting. And I've, I, I just got it back the other day and it's, uh, yeah, it was really cool. They got the colors a bit wrong, but, um, other than that, I'm really happy with it. The quality is great. And it's just great awesome. to see my artwork in, in, um, you know, a woven version of my artwork. So it's, yeah, right. That's, that's fantastic. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, because there's places that do it online. You can just send a photo, more or less, and they, and they, uh, they just weave it based off an image. Yeah, no, I think I know the, the kind of places you're talking about, but they're very limited in the kind of colours that they can give you because the the way that the threads work, they sort of mute colours down. I just don't think I'd be able to retain my colour schemes unless I maybe reduced it quite dramatically. Yeah. So uh, where are you wanting to take your art career? 
Um, I would love to expand into a larger studio. So at the moment I just work out of a bedroom in my house and I'd love to kind of have a much larger space to be able to make bigger art and to be able to make more art. So that's like my like next sort of goal. Um, yeah, I'm just ultimately just keep painting, you know, keep painting, keep showing the work. It would be amazing to to show some work overseas. So I guess these are all the things that I've got put into my vortex they're, they're all very achievable you got yeah. this <laughs> yeah cool I, I feel like it i it's kind of like nice to uh have your goals feel like yeah I, potentially that could happen as opposed to them being like just supposed to them feeling so far-fetched do you know what i mean yeah. and then you don't believe in them anymore i feel like yeah i could believe in that mm. Well, if you think about it, like if you look around you, you're surrounded by artists who are all doing that. So yes. why can't you? Yeah, exactly. It's like art, like athletes, you know. It's like the take the the one minute mile that no one could do it forever, and then as soon as someone ran it, all these other people could suddenly do it. It's yeah. like e- evidence. <laughs> evidence, belief. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, do you have any uh, future plans or projects in the pipeline? Um, right now, got like a couple of little commissions lined up that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of just, uh, start of a new cycle now. Like now that the art fair's over, I guess I just want to be like, I've got some boards primed and ready to paint. So I'm going to be moving towards the next, the next thing. Uh, but yeah, finish these commissions and see where life takes me. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, and where's the best place for people to see your work online? That would be my Instagram. So you can find me at hello underscore Natsui, N-A-T-S-U-I, or you can find me online. Um, my website is nat-sui.com. Cool. All right, Natalia, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to do this. Um, as I said, you have been on my list for ages and it's um, great to find out more about you and your work. I've been uh, admiring it for a long time. Cool. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. No worries.